Wow. Um, not really sure really what to say after experiencing uh, what was game three of the ALDS between the Yankees and the Guardians. Um, a game where... For the Yankees, the script couldn't have been really more perfect in terms of the positioning they were at by the end of it. And um, just a devastating uh, turn of events that led to a walk-off win for the Cleveland Guardians. So now the Yankees are down 2-1, facing elimination tomorrow in Cleveland with Garrett Cole on the mound, hoping to force Game 5. But here we are. Uh I'm Casey, the producer for New York's number two sports show alongside Derek here. And uh, yeah, Derek, um, game three, man. Well, just tell me how you're feeling. Yeah, this one really, really sucks. Um, and I, I try not to, as a fan, think too much like me centric because like Yankee fans have experienced a lot of great things, but I don't know if we want to have it be recent years or just this season. Maybe we'll just keep it to the season. The Yankees have had a lot of really tough, specifically road losses where they cannot quite close it out, or there's just been a lot of walk-offs against the Yankees. I mean, let's as much as the Yankees had a lot of walk-off wins for them, they also had a lot against them, the most in the league. So we've kind of seen this before. There was a crazy stat where I guess the Yankees were 167-0 in their history, went up by two runs heading into the ninth, which, you know, that streak comes to an end. There's a lot to talk about here. We kind of knew that the bullpen was eventually going to be our undoing. But even more than that, there's a lot of talk. I want to I want to talk about one main thing, but I know that the media is going to talk about the fact that Clay Holmes wasn't used. And that this might get Aaron Boone into some pretty, you know, deep trouble within the fan base with the media and and the fact that Clay Holmes said after the game that he was ready, available, and that Boone said that he would only use him in an emergency situation. Now, there's a lot to unpack there, and it's still quite confusing. But let's forget about Let's push that aside for one second. But I do think that that could be big for Boone's future, maybe. It does seem like, based on some of the quotes... Severino, like they're not in love with what with what that was, and so as good as as much as Boone is Cashman's puppet, and, and look, I think Cashman should go as well. Yeah, I've been saying this for years, but like something like this could fuck Boone over. But it, but I digress. Um, Wandy Peralta needed to stay in this game. Um, the way Boone was talking after the game, he's acting like this is April fifteenth. Aaron, get a grip. This is, you need to win these games. There is no, forget about tomorrow. You you hope tomorrow that Garrett Cole can go as deep as humanly possible. If Wandy's unavailable tomorrow, which he might be anyway, you have, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Wandy threw 27 pitches. You had to leave him in. Right. You put Clark Schmidt in a very tough situation, which he almost did navigate out of, but didn't. And I'm not going to kill Clark Schmidt, but Wandy Peralta needed to stay in this game, and, and there's a lot to discuss in terms of the way that the bullpen could have been used. Even going further back, if you knew that Clay Holmes wasn't available, even weirder to give some of these guys quick hooks. At the time, maybe it made some sense, but now I look back on it, Luizga getting pulled after after in the seventh inning. Now, I agreed at the time, but if you knew that you had a thin pen, I don't know. I don't know why you're doing that. So that, that's what comes to mind for me. 
Yeah, I, I mean, 100% agree. I mean, it, it's now this is the second game where Boone has put a pitcher in a position that the pitcher has never been in before. You know, 100%. you got the starter in game, you know, in the 10th with Tyone yesterday. And then this with uh, Schmidt putting him in a situation that is way, you know, bigger than any moment that he's had in his career. And like you said, it was one strike away from uh, sealing the deal. But just very bizarre. And then exactly seeing the the postgame comments about Holmes actually being available, but like we're not using him. And then Severino, the comments by the players, like you're saying, um, you know, we've never really been the biggest fans of Boone. But yeah, this one might really come back to bite him, if especially if things don't go uh, as according to planned, which seems like that might be the case, uh, unfortunately, right now. Yeah, it's very interesting, and it almost reminds me. See, the, the the media firestorm may not be as crazy. Boone might luck out, or he might not, because if the Yankees win tomorrow, then some of that Monday, you know, and obviously there's football. There's a lot going on, so Boone kind of might get lucky, maybe. Yeah. But in some ways, it kind of reminds me the Girardi 2017, if you remember. Against Cleveland in 2017, there was a hit-by-pitch that Boone chose to not review. It's a, This is a completely different set of circumstances, but just the angst against Boone right now, which I feel is there, it reminds me of that. And Girardi, you know, interestingly enough, not for that moment. I think that they were kind of done with him. Um, mm -hmm. But Girardi ends up getting fired that year. I mean, maybe with Aaron Boone, um, it's not as if, like... It's tough to say. If normal things had taken place and he lost to Cleveland, like maybe, and maybe he still will survive, but I think the noise is going to get stronger and stronger about him going, and it's not fully on him. I always say this. I, it's it's annoying. I sound annoying. That, that Brian Cashman is also, I know he's a part of these discussions. Yeah. I know that when it comes to not using homes and all that stuff, Cashman was absolutely a part of that. And, and so how can you fully blame Boone? But it's just very frustrating, and and it's just it's the same types of losses. And like you said, you're putting players in uncomfortable positions. And what's really interesting too, I find, so Tyone yesterday was the guy in the tenth, then Schmidt. Yeah. Now today, now all of a sudden Schmidt overtook Tyone, which I agree with. If we're talking about a pecking order there, about but putting like, a starting pitcher in versus right or yeah. Exactly. So like that changed, and it just it's all very strange. Um, but there's so much to talk about. There's a lot of, I mean, that's the pitching side of things. Um, but also let, let's talk defense as well. And, yeah. and we'll get into, you know, and we'll get into the play by play, but just before we do that, there's a couple of players defensively that really struggled and, and we can't say we're all that surprised about it. And, and it's Isaiah kind of left at short and it's just Waldo Cabrera in left field. So the, the thing that I don't understand, let's talk Cabrera first. And, and yeah. sort of the same thing happens again where it dunks in front of him. Now, I don't know why he was playing so deep. Maybe that was the team you know, telling him to play that deep, but I don't get but it in that situation. Shaw and is such not a, dink a deep, and team. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, it didn't make any sense. It, it didn't make any sense. And so that happens again. And so I'm, I'm asking myself, you have Aaron Hicks. Marlon Gonzalez and Tim Locastro all on the roster. Now, Locastro's the pinch runner. Right. Right. But it's like, 
what's the point of having and I, and I don't think Hicks is a good fielder but even Marwin you the point is you have options to have as a defensive replacement for Oswaldo and look give Oswaldo Cabrera credit they moved him down to the nine spot which is the right move and he really came through uh big time at the plate big home Absolutely. run had a double and, and so that's good for Oswaldo but defensively you couldn't have maybe switched him out in the ninth inning for someone that's a little more experienced that's the one thing and, and I say kind of falafa they've been defending this guy all year long he's not a good defensive shortstop Come on, yeah. like, let's get a grip already. Like, and, and his hitting isn't good enough to make up for the bullshit that he does. He has such a weak arm. It takes him forever to throw the ball. So we're going to leave Oswald Peraza off the roster because we got to have Isaiah kind of left in there. And we're not even going to use Hickson Marwin anyway. Like, like, I just don't know that the roster construction makes no fucking sense at all. And, and look, Isaiah cannot be your shortstop next year. I'm sorry. I like, I actually do like the guy. Kind of a likable guy. Very accountable. Yeah. His style of play is kind of almost Cleveland-like. And I like that. But the guy's just not a shortstop that you can trust. You move off of Gleyber Torres off short, which is the right thing to do. Just so you can get Isaiah kind of falefa, like that was what you wanted to do there. I, I don't fucking understand that. So the defense definitely bit the Yankees as well. Absolutely, hands down. Yeah, IKF. I mean, this is you know the five millionth time he's done something like this, and yeah, like you said, Cabrera with the with the same kind of play from uh, last game. Uh, yeah, just not a good luck, and and it just you know especially the uh, Cabrera play, it just felt like once that happened, the whole momentum shifted to Cleveland, and that's really what got this rally going. Um, but maybe we should now take it back to the beginning, <laughs> maybe do a little yeah. bit of bait play-by-play here because, um, you know, Severino was on the mound for us tonight and uh, didn't really uh, go <laughs> – didn't have really a good uh, good start to this at all. No, not at all. I thought Severino was going to be out of there maybe, you know, after two innings. Give give Sevy a lot of credit. It, it was a rough beginning. I mean, when, when Ahmed Rosario hit that ball, I'm thinking we're down 5 nothing. Yeah. Luckily, that didn't happen. So, Sevy really should have had 14 straight outs. And, I mean, if Conor if, if Falefa makes the play on Jimenez in the sixth inning, which th- th- there's a domino effect there, bullpen-wise, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But um, Severino, give him credit for bouncing back. Because it looked like he was going to be done. He did not have it early. And, of course, Boone, yeah, you know, this stuff is good. Yeah, Aaron, yeah, this stuff is good. Like, he's always the same shit. I'm just fed up with him. But um, but Severino gets into trouble early. And so, really quick, the Yankees make a couple of lineup adjustments. Um, some that we had discussed uh, on the last episode. Where Oswaldo stays in the lineup and moves down to nine. You have um, Higgy playing for Trevino, which I kind of expected. I would expect Trevino to be back in tomorrow with Cole. Mm-hmm. And then also Judge, which I don't think we touched on. He went from leadoff to, to batting second. A-Rod on the uh, Fox Sports um, post game for the National League yesterday was really critical uh, about Judge batting leadoff. And sure enough, you know, Judge is batting second now. And Glaber batted first. It didn't really take advantage of that spot. But, yeah. you know, other discussions to be had. So, first inning... Um, you know, and the Yankees did get to Tristan McKenzie. I, I was kind of worried about how that would go. And and the Yankees did ultimately get to McKenzie. He wasn't overly dominant. The Yankees, it's, it's Yankee home run ball versus Cleveland uh, contact. Yep. And, and and the contact won. I mean, I mean, these two teams could not be more opposite. Um, and, and with Terry Francona, it's old school baseball. Um, so in the first inning, Severino gets into a lot of trouble. Uh, Stephen Kwan, who is just um really really annoying player to go against he doesn't strike out a whole lot and honestly he was getting fucked by the ump i thought the yankees got lucky where steven kwan there 
was these these pitches that were balls that they were calling strikes. Long, anyway, Stephen Kwan leadoff double. What really pissed me off uh, in the first, I was going crazy, is we hate to intentionally walk some of their best players. You have a base open after Rosario strikes out and Jose Ramirez, you pitch to him? Why, why exactly? And he gets a single, and then it leads the first and third one out for Josh Naylor, who this is a play where Connor Falefa, it wasn't easy. He goes for it. He, he might not get a double play anyway. Anyway, it ends up in a single. And, and Connor Falefa, a good shortstop, might find a way to get it done there, but Connor Falefa doesn't. So Naylor gets the RBI single. They get out of the rest of that. It could have been worse. It's one up in Cleveland. Yep. And to one, McKenzie's still cruising. And then at the bottom of the second, um, Arias, uh, who was in there for Cleveland tonight, actually did pretty well. Um, he was in there for Brennan, who pitched hit. Cleveland doesn't really have a set. Like, one of their spots in the order isn't really set. So he gets that leadoff double, and then Hedges singles. Straw pops out, but then it's Stephen Kwan again with the RBI single. And then that's when Ahmed Rosario hits a deep fly ball that is caught, and then Jose Ramirez gets into one. So at that point, I'm thinking Severino's getting crushed. Herman was warming up. That could have been it for him. But this is where things improve, and, and this was kind of what we saw, like, the turnaround in Game 1 for the Yanks, the turnaround for Cleveland in Game 2. I thought the Yankees had this, where, okay, Cleveland scores first, Yankees come back. And so yep. here it happens in the third. Oswaldo with with its one-out double, and then Aaron Judge, um, who we had been asking for to really turn it around. And sure enough, he does. And, and there was another ball that Judge you know, almost got into later on that, that had warning track power. Judge just gets into one, launches a two-run homer to tie it up at two. So at this point... You're feeling a little bit better about things. Absolutely. Yes. A little bit of a, 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 a sigh of relief, especially for, you know, Judge and his struggles. So, yes, yeah, so you're tying it up at two, you know, basically a tie ball game here. So, yeah. What happens next? Yeah. So they tie it up and Severino settles down. Uh, definitely a turning point there. It goes one, two, three, which is which is all you can ask for. After your team ties it up, Seve, you know, strikes out Naylor, Gonzalez, Jimenez grounds out. And so it's a good job there. Yankees offense scuffles a little bit in the fourth. One, two, three innings on both sides in the fourth inning. We head to the fifth and the Yankees take the lead. Harrison Bader, um, one of the good offensive players today. When you think about it, really, uh, as well as Cabrera, Bader and Judge were the guys. And Bader gets the lead off single. Higgy does strike out and then it's Waldo Cabrera um you know with a no doubt or a two-run shot um I you know what karma's kind of a bitch I, I didn't love his you know he kind of just stands there I, I like the Yankees hitting his side I'm not one of those guys that you know I don't mind the bad flip it was, it was there a little too long and, and of course it comes back to Biden where he fucks up in the field in the ninth so is Waldo Homer's yeah you know didn't really love not to interrupt but it's just like it's yeah. almost like you're a little too like you're a little too young to to be doing this stuff you know you don't have that yeah. veteran presence quite yet to do that but I yeah I, I'm not really a big you know I, I do what you want to do but yeah definitely karma for sure Exactly. You know what? I, I if it's to kind of walk off a series, or or if you know it's done, then it's okay. But it's like, hey, like there's still plenty one, of game one. left, and, and and of course, like the, of course, you know, it, it, the ball kind of comes back to him in the ninth. But anyway, yeah. as Waldo takes the lead, makes it four two, and then Sevy again. Sevy is settling in at this point. Another one two three inning, and Mackenzie's out of the game. They bring in Henches, the lefty, 
who goes one, two, three on Rizzo, Stanton, and Donaldson. And that part of the order really struggled uh, in this game. Players that have had some success in the first two games, that part of the order really didn't do anything at all. So you're really looking for that. You know, it, 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 we can never kind of get these guys all going at the same time. It, it's funny that Judge and Cabrera, the two goats, if you will, um, the first couple of games, specifically game two, come around in three. And the guys that kind of did well didn't. So anyway, uh, stays 4-2. And we get to the bottom of the sixth. And Seve was, this was going to be it for Seve. And he almost gets out of it. But unfortunately, Connor Falaf on a ground ball by him and it takes way too long. The throw is soft. The throw is off. And Rizzo does the best he can. He scoops it, his foot's in the bag, and he beats it out. Um, this was a pretty fucking huge play. Yeah. And, and, and there's a domino effect there. So Seve, st this is where, and, and I could see the argument against my, me, where I would have gone to Trevino at that point. It was nothing against Seve, um, but I just think... I wanted to get Trevino in that spot where if he messes up, he can then settle in for the next batter. But to be fair, Trevino did get hit hard. So, like, my argument there is not quite as strong as maybe it could have been. Mm -hmm. So, Seve stays in for Arias, gets an 0-2 single. So, Seve's day ends. The runners are his responsibility, which also sucks, yeah. uh, you know, just from an earned run perspective. And, and Trevino comes on. And Will Brennan pinch hits for Hedges. And Brennan smacks a single to make it 4-3. So an inning that should have ended 4-2 with Severino still on the bump uh, ends up in Trevino giving up a run here. And then Straw hits a shot to Torres. So you know, in some ways, the Yankees were lucky to stay up 4-3. Yeah. Um, so now we head to the seventh. And the Yankees respond. The Yankees respond. Harrison Bader hits another home run in this series, makes it 5-3. That's great. So you, you gain that two-run lead right back. Um uh, Cleveland would go to Delo Santos by the end of the inning, and now the Yankees go to Jonathan Wozniak in the seventh. And so you look back on it now, and maybe you could have left Trevino in there, it, knowing that getting the outs were going to be hard to come by, and, and, and it's such a quick hook on the Wozniak. Even though Trevino looked like shit at the end of the inning before, you probably should have just stuck with him just to kind of piece the shit together. Mm -hmm. Um but it was, I didn't say this at the moment because I, I kind of thought, not that I trust Holmes, but I kind of thought he was available. Anyway, um, Luizaga comes on, gets the first two outs, and then, it, and then it's a soft single by Jose Ramirez. I mean, Cleveland is a very, very frustrating team to go against. They hustle, they run everything out, and Jose Ramirez, it was clean. Donaldson did all he could, but Ramirez beats that out, and so Luizaga's out of the game, which at the time I thought was the right thing to do. Because I, I like the Wandy Naylor matchup better. However, I'm going to say this again. Knowing that the Yankees were thin out there, you probably kind of have to leave Loisga in there and kind of piece the rest of the game together with Loisga and Wandy, and that's it. Wandy, of course, who's just my favorite. I mean, Wandy Peralta. Um, it, it's not as if he has the best stuff in the world, but he is. And, and, you know, and Loisga deserves credit, too. Loisga's been really good. Jonathan Loisga has been very good. He is starting to now get back that's to 2021 form. form. Yep, absolutely. I agree. And that's been and that's been great. Wandy strikes out Naylor, just, you know, continuing to do well. So the Yankees keep it short and lead. Unfortunately, they don't extend it. And, and that's pretty big. Yankees go down one, two, three in the eighth, and then Wandy does a great job at the bottom of the eighth. Um a fly out, a pop out, a strikeout, all soft contact. And we see no one warming up in the ninth. And so that was like, wow, great. Because at this point I'm thinking, no Clay Holmes, Wandy, Wandy, Wandy. We go to the ninth. Eli Morgan comes on, and the Yankees go one, two, three. And this is where they messed up. And look, Cleveland, if we look ahead to game four, they're set up from a bullpen standpoint. Now, on paper, you like Cole versus Quantrill on paper. 
bullpen wise though cleveland set up much better all their best guys were not used mm-hmm. so we go to the bottom of the ninth and, and this is where it's it's tough and wandy was was looking good um and, and luke maley flies out soft fly to judge and then casey like you said things turn where miles straw dunks one in the left when he hit him I'm thinking all right like this should be a catch as well as get in there and you see him running in, running in, running in, and it dunks in for a base hit. Now, I, I, I'd want to see replay again, but to make matters worse, apparently Schroll was caught in between first and second, and Connor Falefa, I guess, didn't, he threw it into third. Um, so I guess there might have been a chance there. So it's kind of ironic where yesterday Donaldson overdoes it. Here, kind of Falefa, right. kind of <laughs> underdoes it. It's just crazy how these things happen in back-to-back games. I mean, it's Bloop City. Um, really, Waldo is a part of it twice. It, exactly. It's just freaky how just the, I don't know, how the game of baseball, the gods, the baseball gods operate. Because, yeah, just you can't make it up. You can't make it up. You can't you can't fucking make it up. And so at this point, I'm thinking, all right, all right let's stick with Wandy. It's, it's versus the lefty, Stephen Kwan. And, and Kwan, similarly, good piece hitting by Kwan. He's a very good hitter. Kind of just, you know, hits it the other way into left. First and third, one out. And then I see Wandy come out of the game for Clark Schmidt. And this is where where I have my biggest problem. I, I just, um, he was at 27 pitches. He threw 15 yesterday. Like, Aaron, like, this is the season. If Wandy's not available tomorrow, so be it. And watch, he might not even be available tomorrow anyway. Yeah, like, or, 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 or if he is available, like, I, either way, I'm pissed. Because if he's available tomorrow, why the fuck wouldn't you use him now? Um, and so Ahmed Rosario comes on, and Rosario, who, like I said, I kind of view him as a little bit of a Yankee killer, going back to his Met days, smashes a single. This was hit pretty hard. Off of Schmidt, first batter. So now it's 5-4, first and second one out. And then Jose Ramirez is up. And Jose Ramirez, this is where, again, the, that soft contact comes back into play. Jose kind of dunks one in. And, and this was a good play by Conor Falefa. He is able to get the ball. If it goes past Conor Falefa, Cleveland might tie it right in that moment. So I will give IKF credit there. Yeah. That was almost that was almost a game-saving play that wasn't really spoken about much. Um, and, and I was telling Casey that watch. This is going to be a tease. And unfortunately, it planned exactly as it was, where Schmidt will get Naylor out, and then Gonzalez will come through. And unfortunately, it's exactly what happened, where you, you get... Because at this point, when Naylor's up, it's like, oh, God, like, we're fucked. Schmidt strikes out Naylor and looks really good and doing he so. He really did, yeah. And, and it's and Clark Schmidt, he has the stuff. This was a top prospect. It's not a, it's not a lack of ability for Clark. It's um, a lack of experience in the moment. Exactly. It's a lack. Yeah. It's a lack of experience. He hasn't been in this in this moment. So he gets Naylor out. And then he's ahead of Oscar Gonzalez one and two. And the pitch wasn't a bad one. But it, you know, it, it, listening to Jeff Nelson on the post game on yes, Oscar Gonzalez is a pretty aggressive hitter. If it's just a little bit worse, where where, you know, Oscar Gonzalez wants to swing at it. Like if he puts it in the right place, there's a good chance it's game over. But but it was it was there for him to hit. It wasn't down the middle by any means. And Gonzalez up the middle, two run single. Cleveland fans going nuts, and a devastating loss for the Yankees. In which just um, you don't even know what to say. Uh, you know you're watching it kind of happen in slow motion, but just it's one of those losses. If you lose the series, especially, we're gonna look back on this game as bad as Game Two was. And that one hurt. I mean, this this was just pure devastation. 
And, and yeah, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens going into game four. Yeah, I mean, you know, just to reiterate what I said earlier, I mean, you know, all the things that happened earlier in the game to be up five to three, you know, I, I it just, you know, it just is devastating. I mean, yeah, I'm a little bit of a loss of words as well because, I mean, I just feel like this was such a must win. And now, you know, now you're facing elimination. You know, I guess the one saving grace is, like you said, is that we have Cole on the mound uh, for game four. But, you know, I, it, it's just uh, I don't even know, like, what the what we're going to look like for game five or I mean, I don't even want to get to that point. I mean, I guess one game at a time here, but uh, we are not in any good position. And something that I mentioned last episode where I just feel like, you know, I was a little nervous about this Cleveland team because I felt like everyone was counting them out right from the get-go because of this, you know, softball approach or soft hit approach to everything and stuff like that. And, you know, look at it. What, what was the uh, box score today? 15 hits to five? Yes. So, I mean, it's just really mind-blowing. And and that ninth inning rally, I think, was five singles in a row. It was just singles. I don't even think it was anything, you know, just literally the epitome. You're of right. It, 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 it was five singles. Yeah, five singles. You're right. And, you know, Terry Francona being the legendary manager he is, you know, he's got this young group of kids that's got nothing to lose. Like, let's just go beat this team that's supposed to be world beaters and – I don't know. This was just one of those, like, you know, like a David and Goliath kind of situation here. And, you know, just as that ninth inning was starting on Ravel, you know, with even with, uh, you know, Gonzalez on that one and two count, I just had such a like I, I just didn't feel good about the situation. You just felt like it was, you know, like you said, no nothing against Schmidt because, you know, really he did, you know, the best he could with the situation. Um but I just didn't – I don't know. It, I just did not feel good about it, and uh, I guess my my instincts happen to be true, unfortunately. But, yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, I feel like – yeah, I mean, it, it's this – the bullpen is already so depleted, and then just the this the management of it in this game with, with you know, like you said, that Holmes is like – was ready to go or was expected to go and then Boone does like a like a just like a 180 decision and decides to go the complete opposite way with it like I um I don't know I don't know it's it's a lot I don't know what the anything <laughs> any thoughts on what he was thinking I mean yeah that that's going to be a big topic of conversation um and this is me coming from a person that lost some faith in Clay Holmes even though he did kind of do well the last few games like that's the thing I have to think that there was a lack of trust there. Like, maybe it was in part health, but it couldn't have been in full. It couldn't be fully a health situation. Like, this time of year, if you're available, you know, if you're ready to go, you're you're going. So, like, it, it's a confusing thing where I had to think, it, like, if this was Clay Holmes of the first half of the season, this happened, I'm pretty sure they're just pushing Clay Holmes along. So, I, I, I had to think in part it's because they, there was a lack of trust. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I'm trying to sift through here. Um, I will say this at the time, though. I, I you know, gunned to my head. Um, I think I did prefer Schmidt over Holmes while acknowledging that this is a really tough spot for Schmidt. For me, it was about leaving Wandy in there, but there's yeah. so many more places we can go to beyond just that. You know, like, the management before that is really tough. 
Um, so yeah, there's so many thoughts that, that go into my mind. Um, you know, what you said about the Cleveland thing is interesting and, and there's no excuses here. I, I think that if the Yankees played the Rays, it's almost like, there's almost like redemption, like for 20, like not that it's not a lack of effort. It's just, it's, that'd be crazy. It's the postseason, but you wonder like Tampa Bay, they're kind of like Cleveland, except there's a big difference. Like they also strike out a good amount. Like they're not as contact oriented. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if, um, you know, who knows, but again, you know, let's be honest with ourselves here. Like the Yankees, especially with the way things look now, like they're not getting past the Astros. Like I hate to say, I mean, look, yeah. We could come back here, but then you're set up in a in an awful way. Like where the Astros, they, they're coming off a three. I mean, Mariners, like you know, valiant effort, but they couldn't get it done. Which you know, I'm not shocked about. I was hoping that at least that the Mariners could win a game, right. and then Verlander would pitch. But you should set up very nicely. Like they played two games today. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. Which is kind of what happened with Cleveland in the Tampa right. series. Yeah, as, as as well. I mean, it's foolish to even go there. But if we're just being honest, like the road is tough, um, and, and so now. In thinking about game four. Now, with Cole, like, I like Cole more at home. I'm a big home, I'm, I'm big on, like, the home road thing. Um, um, there's something to it, Cole, for sure. So. Th there is. I mean, but I think with Cole, he um, he did look good last time. They're going to push him. They, like, I'm talking 120, if, he's, if he pitches well. Like, they're going to try to get him deep into this game. Like, I think that's their hope, is that Garrett Cole can get them into the seventh, eighth, maybe ninth, if, th if things somehow worked out tremendously. Like, I think we're looking at, like, 120 pitches, and, and, and it's just going to be a Garrett Cole game completely. I'm not saying that I think it's going to happen. That, that's what the intention is yeah. for tomorrow. Absolutely, and, yeah. And so now, like so that they have everything kind of available for game five. Now, obviously Cole just wouldn't be, I mean, I guess crazier things have happened. Sevy wouldn't be, you're, you'd then be looking at a situation where Nestor gets involved on some end and Domingo Herman and town, but we got to see who pitches tomorrow. But, but like they, and, and again, the rain out kind of was a bad thing too, because then in their minds, they had to prepare themselves for four straight days of baseball. Like, Maybe you win them and it never would have gotten to that point. And they should have had more of that mindset of let's win today and not worry about tomorrow. Too much of that going on. Um, but that that kind of hurt them, I felt like, as well. Another thing, and I know this is going to come off as, I mean, I, I would say this even if we were winning, but I'm just stream of consciousness here. Yeah. These DS series should not be best of five. Oh, yeah. You, you play some, and, and I would be saying this if we were up to one. Um, it, it's probably a disadvantage to the favorite. Um, just because, um, you know, less of a sample size and, and you see the Braves go home, you see the Dodgers might be going home Dodgers like, on the brink for sure. Best of five is tough, especially we consider the fact this new format where you had these wild card teams like playing and, and in the flow of things and, and, um, the Yankees sitting out. I'm not saying that has anything to do with this. Let's make this clear. This could have happened at any time, but you know, I, I wish MLB would be smart. The DS should be a best of seven series. It's only like, if you don't include the wild card series, it's only three rounds. Like at least back in the day with the NBA first, um, it was, a, you know, there was a time when best of five was the first round. We got to remember that's the first of four rounds. This is the third to last round. So kind of ridiculous. Um, but these games mean a lot. And we've seen the Yankees get bounced plenty of times in the DS and a best of five. Um, but it's still unacceptable, completely unacceptable. Um, yeah, I hope that, you know, we can discuss this tomorrow and, you know, 
feel at least recency wise better about things like right like we, we we held on we're going back to new york and we can survive this but like this could be their undoing i mean we this is there's a good chance we look back on this and say yep game three was the pivotal moment and i thought game two was the pivotal moment but we came so close to winning. I mean, this one is gut wrenching. Yeah. I think Boone used the word gut wrenching. This is gut wrenching. I mean, this is about as devastating a loss as you could have. Super gut wrenching. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we got to hope for the best tomorrow with Cole. I mean, this is why we pay you the big bucks, man. We need you to, uh, you know, take us back to New York for game five. And like you said, we're going to, you know, if we can. Throw, you know, throw as many pitches as you possibly can for us, man, because we don't want to go into that bullpen at all. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. You know, at this point, I guess, you know, just because you mentioned like the Astros and us having no chance, you know, I feel like at this point it's almost like pride. Like I almost just we just need to get if we could just somehow get through this round, that would be, you know, I would feel oh. prideful about that. And if we lose to the Astros, so be it. But um and we still can. Like, yeah. like, like, let's make that clear. As bad as things feel, there is definitely a way there. I mean, you're, you're yeah. down 2-1. You, you you do have Cole on the mound tomorrow, which, um, look, I want more from the offense. I mean, we're, we're very – it's home run or nothing. We know that. We need more from them. It's, it, you know, it's Cal Quantrill who pitched well, but, like, the Yankees have to win it. And if you win tomorrow – it's not as if Cleveland is in a great situation starting wise either, because with the rain out, just how the Yankees lost Nestor Cortez, somewhat so, mm-hmm. Cleveland kind of lost Bieber, although we might see him in relief as well. Where, where Cleveland's going to be going with a guy like Aaron Savale or Zach Plesac. Yeah. So they're in a weird spot too. And, you know, I do think Yankee Stadium in a decisive game five, uh, which luckily, like, I, I would be there if it happens. So it's another reason I'm, I'm really hoping we win because I really want to go to that game. Um, you know, like it can happen. This was tough. You know, I think that if the Yankees had won this game, they really would have been in pretty nice shape. Um, on the, you know, we could have, it wouldn't have been over, but this was a really, really big game to lose. But, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, Boone better hope that we win tomorrow because, oh my God, will he hear it on Monday? Wow. Yeah. Uh, like he, 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 he needs to pray that Garrett Cole, uh, can, you know, can kind of do what he did in game one, because I mean, how many years can you kind of have, you know, the fan base just go absolutely nuts and every year you bring him back and every year you bring him back. And you just, you can't do it at some point. It's just like enough's enough. Um, and I know fans of the teams, Hey, well, you guys won 99, 99 wins. I get all that, but like, you know, it becomes insane at some point. It's been five seasons. If we lose to Cleveland, now if you lose to the Astros, it's like a different conversation. There's frustration there for a different reason, for you, but for you to lose to Cleveland, who has like the lowest payroll in baseball, like that, you just, you can't have that. You can't have that. And so don't want to get ahead of myself, but after a loss like this, how could you not think the worst? So we'll, we'll see what happens, but you know, it's do or die tomorrow. Elimination game. We'll, we'll see, you know, we'll see who steps up and they have to do everything in their power. And, you know, everyone needs to be as available as possible. There is no, tom- if you lose, there is no tomorrow. And, and Boone kind of acted today like there was, a, you know, I mean, there literally was, but he was acting today like, ah, whatever. You know, like, they, they, we can't go back-to-back days. We can't push him. No, that's done now. Like, like you, if you have to use Luazga three days in a row, you use Luazga three days in a row. I don't care what the situation is. Right, exactly. I mean, 100%, 100% agree with you on all accounts. Um, let's hope that uh, tomorrow's episode is a, a happy one, my friend. Um Game four is tomorrow. So. Um, let's uh, go, Cole. Come on, man. We need you. 
Um, but uh, until next time, bud, um, this has been the New York number two sports show. Guys, please like and subscribe. We cover Giants and Rangers as well. Uh, big giant game tomorrow against the Ravens. So there will be an episode on that. So um, thank you all for tuning in and uh, go Yankees. Please, let's keep this going.